This Can Do Podcast is brought to you by Blake Albina Thoroughbred Services. Blake Albina is a full-service bloodstock agency and consignment company representing clients at every major horse sale in the country. For more information, call Ron Blake at 859-396-4836 or Hunsley Albina at 859-621-0800. Whether an experienced owner or a newcomer to the game, Blake Albina has the knowledge and experience to help you achieve your goals in the thoroughbred industry. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the web is clear, can do, can do. This is Bill Duncliffe. I want to welcome you back to Can Do, the podcast about all things horse racing, some history, some handicapping, and some humor. The Big Score segment of our podcast is brought to you by your friends at Endeavor Farm on Old Frankfurt Pike in the heart of the bluegrass. Every Big Score has its roots down on the farm. Boarding, breeding, foaling, layup care, and sales prep are all services offered by Terry Nickel and his team at Endeavor. You can reach Terry at 859-509-7035 or email him at terry at endeavorfarmky.com. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-R-F-A-R-M-K-Y.com. Thanks again to our friends at Endeavor Farm for sponsoring The Big Score. The 2019-2020 NHL regular season begins on Wednesday, October 2nd. In honor of that, NHL Hall of Famer Rip Simonic joins us to tell us a couple of humorous big score stories. Rip is going to join us later this year to talk to us about his multiple Hall of Fame career, and this segment will give you a good sense of how much fun I had talking to Rip. Enjoy! One, one last thing. I wanna, one thing I like to do um, with the podcast is have people talk about a big score that they had at the track. And I'm sure you've got many of them, whether it's from owning one or, or making a bet. Um, do you have a particular big score story that you, that you like, that you'd like to share? I'll give you two stories. One okay. pertaining to hockey. Well, they're both pertaining to hockey. Okay. Okay. So now in, in the 1982, we had the Olympic guys come in player by the name of Robbie McClanahan. Oh, sure. Yep. Yep. He, he, he comes in and he's breaking a pair of skates in. So we fly to Boston commercial. <laughs> so we get to Boston and Robbie McClanahan left his skates oh. in his house. <laughs> so we had a brand new pair of skates that were packed in the bag after practice. And we get to Boston. I call him. Go to the hotel, stayed right across the street, and I said, "Bobby, where are your game skates?" He goes, "I can't play them. I I can't play any skates. They're not broken in yet. I got to get my other skates here." And I go, "How am I going to get them here?" I said, "They're at your house." I said, "No cell phones then in the '80s." So what I did was I called a friend of mine, went to his house that worked for U.S. Air. Okay. And we were practicing at the Boston Gardens then. So I, in my mind, I'm going, the airport is right next to Suffolk Downs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, I, so I get in the cab. I go. I said, take me to the track at Suffolk and wait for me because I had gotten the, the form the day before. Okay. I picked, I picked two horses and the in the first two races, because I knew I had to get the skates and get back to the ring. <laughs> yeah. So, 
unfortunate for me, both horses paid sixty dollars. Oh my god! I I had to double it, paid like three thousand dollars. <laughs> oh I had ten god. bucks on it. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> and I had to, I had to fly my brother there to get the to cash the ticket a week later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my so God. that was a, that was a pretty big score. Yeah, that's pretty good, especially back in 1982. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I was on, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I think I still have the program at home. I mean, my brother was a severe program saver. He's got programs on every track in the world. Oh wow. So, and the second one was me, Calgary. Which is, which doesn't run anymore. Okay, I was going to uh, did you put it on the Stampede? I was Stamp, okay. Stamp, Stampede yeah. Park. Yeah, right. At the time, at the time, they were taking Hong Kong. They just oh. started taking Hong Kong. So I go in there, uh, I get the form, I'm sitting down, pick out a couple of trifectas, sitting there, and I didn't know that all the wagers were $10. I wouldn't know that either, actually. There, <laughs> I didn't know that either. There, there, I thought they were $2, yeah. right? Yeah. So I go in there, and I, in one race, I picked a trifecta. So I threw, I threw you know, a four-horse box in there, and uh, I put one one uh, young rider in there. So now watching the race, I hit the trifecta, and I'm going, oh, man, I got this trifecta for $10. The thing for one dollar, the trifecta paid sixteen hundred and eighty dollars. Oh my God! <laughs> I got six. I got sixteen grand coming, Canadian. <laughs> so I, I go up to the lady. I mm-hmm. mean, when I hit when I hit this trifecta, where all I can hear is "f you, f you, f you." <laughs> so I go up to the lady at the window. I said, "Listen," I said, "This is a large ticket I have here." Is there any possibility that you cannot bring the money out here? Can I have you count in the bag, back and put it in a bag or something for me? That's $16,000 Canadian in Calgary. <laughs> and it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, right, because no it's Hong Kong. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no yeah. Ca- nothing. So I had to get a ride. I gave a cab driver who was taking a cowboy that just won the rodeo. <laughs> In the, in the infield, a hundred bucks to take me to the hotel. <laughs> so you were so at sixteen said, seven after that, but that's still pretty oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So, and I didn't want to be caught coming across the border with all this money. Took me took me twenty trips to the ATM to deposit it oh. in my Canadian account. <laughs> that was just. Oh, that's I was whatever the maximum was. You know, twenty hundred dollar bills. Yeah. I was there for like an hour and a half, <laughs> just putting them in there. <laughs> well, the last story I'm going to tell you is a guy you know, Newmeyer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Bob. Yep. Have you seen? Now he's retired now. He's right. He yeah. had he had a stroke. stroke Health wise, yeah. he's not that great. So here's the deal. You follow Buffalo sports. Remember yep. the day that the clock fell down. In the arena? I don't. I don't. But go ahead. Okay. So now, Bob Newmeyer always looked for me. He goes, are we going to simulcast today? He goes, I really, really like this pick six at Aqueduct. I said, yeah. I said, sure. He says, uh, yeah, I'll take you out there. So we're out there. He calls his brother, who works in the mutuals in Boston. Mm-hmm. 
and puts the pick six in. So now he's got the first four winners. He's got two live. He's got three picks in the last two parts of the pick six. So guy comes running down on TV and yells to me. He goes, hey, you better get back to the arena. He goes, the, the clock fell down. The game's canceled tonight. Oh, wow. So I said, so I said to Newmar, I go, oh, man. I go, your plane's probably going to leave. He goes, ask the plane. He goes, I'm staying to watch the pick six. <laughs> and, he, and he had it. He had it. $260,000. Oh, my God. He had it. <laughs> he could have bought a plane I, ride. He could have bought a plane to I go told. back. <laughs> I said, he knew me. Like, am I going to get 10% or what? He goes, I don't know. He goes, my brother's going to get 10%. So that was one of his biggest scores. That's a good one. Bob's, he's, a, he's a horseball all the way. Yeah, he is.